I am fantasy author Elle Penelope, and welcome to My Imaginary Friends, a look behind the scenes at an author mapping the worlds in my head and making them a reality. Hello, friends. Today is Sunday, January 19th, 2020, and this is episode 51 of My Imaginary Friends. I'm Leslie. I am recording live from MarsCon in Williamsburg, Virginia, when this is the last day of the conference, where I was invited to be the YA author guest of honor. But more on that later. I did want to make some announcements. Um, I also appeared on the Eating the Fantastic podcast, hosted by Scott Edelman, and I will put a link to that in the show notes because that was a good conversation. So his whole podcast is he goes out to eat with um, authors, fantasy and science fiction authors, and he records at the restaurant over the meal. So the sound quality can be variable. But um, they're long conversations, and it was, um, yeah, it was great. Scott has a, a long history in the genre, and he's, um, it was just really great to talk to, and he's got a lot of knowledge about a lot of things. And so check that out if you want to hear a long interview of me while eating. <laughs> also this week, um, I did the cover reveal for book three of Earthsinger Chronicles, Cry of Metal and Bone. And so that's up on my social media, and I will put the link to it here also. So the book comes out August 11th, 2020, and pre-order it today. So I'm still busy working on book four, but I forgot to do this week's best thing. Um, There's a lot of good things that happened this week, but I think that since my reading um, like lull is over, I read a bunch of great books. But I'm going to give this week's best thing to The Widow of Rose House by Diana Biller, which is this amazing historical romance that's also a gothic like ghost story. And it's just a really meaty book with fantastic characters that are they have a lot of shades to them. I, I finished it last night and I just, I loved it. I couldn't have loved it more. Totally five stars. So if you uh, are looking for a great read, check out The Widow of Rose House. Other things I read, uh, I know this is Grumpy Jake by Melissa Blue, actually the book a couple of weeks ago that got me out of my reading slump. Um, I finished The Cruel Prince by Holly Black, which was also great. Um, I read The Meldling by Claire Ryan. Now, Claire Ryan is the author who has been doing the recap of the whole RWA horror show. And she is the link that I usually point people to if they want to know what's happening. So I had bought her book just to support. And then I was like, well, let me check it out and read it. And I, I stayed up late reading it. Um, I woke up early to finish. And I really, I, I did enjoy it. It's, uh, it's got some editing issues. It's a little bit rough around the edges. But the story is really gripping. And her writing is wonderful. And so it's, um, it is a fantasy in a world with... Um, a war between these two demon creatures, the Daemon Va and the, um, I can't remember the other name creatures, but they're both winged creatures. And then the human world is the battlefield. And so the human world has kind of, is being destroyed. And, and the main character is, uh, I don't want to give too much away, but she's been captured and she has no memory at the beginning of the book. And it's just a great example of showing her slowly getting her memory. And then um, just deals with some interesting issues. So I, I would uh, recommend that as well. I also read The Beast of Bestwick by Amelie Howard, which I also loved and recommend highly. It's a Beauty of the Beast story. It's a historical romance. 
Um, and another, so I read two Beauty and the Beast historical romances back to back. The second one was My Darling Duke by Stacey Reed. So this is my week of book recommendations because all of those books uh, were great. And I'll put a list of them in the show notes. And so if you're in a reading slump or if you just want something good to read, then uh, check them out. In movies, uh, it's been a slow, a slow couple of weeks. I did see Parasite, um, the Korean film that's nominated for uh, Best Picture. It was not my favorite thing. I cannot say that I loved that movie. Uh, I appreciated it. I appreciated what he's trying to do. I liked the family dynamics. My problem was there weren't like there weren't characters with character arcs in this movie. It wasn't really about people. It was about ideas and the people represented things and it was entertaining, but I I didn't love it. Um, I just I like movies that are about people. And and if it had just been shifted and it and you know the main character, the main uh, son of the family. You know, if Parasite, it's hard to even describe what it's about, but it's about a very poor family. And the son gets a job uh, through a friend of his with this very rich family. And so it's definitely about classes. And and maybe a lot of it is just, I don't understand Korean culture and Korean art. And it's definitely different. But it was different in a way that wasn't really my thing. So I think it's a good movie. I just, best picture. I also saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and which I didn't like that much either. <laughs> but I think I would prefer Parasite Win over Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There are things in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that I enjoyed a lot. And I think Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt had really good performances. And, and the thing is, that movie was about people, and it was characters. And I appreciated that. That movie, however, did not have a plot. <laughs> I kind of need both, you know, like... Sorry. So, yes, I am at MarthCon, and um, my schedule, there have been, I've been in a few panels, and then I did a reading and a signing, well, multiple signings, and then, like, an interview. So, this podcast is about the ups and downs of being a writer. So, full disclosure, um, rewind a little bit. I was, you know honestly surprised to be asked to be a guest of honor. I'm not super well-known and to be a YA author guest of honor, which I've already talked about in a previous episode since I technically don't write YA, but um, there's a lot of YA crossover and, uh, you know, my agent was like, oh no, definitely go do that. And so, okay, I had some reservations, but I accepted. And it is, I mean, it is an honor to be a guest of honor. It is like something that uh, is really cool. But apparently, you know, this is a fairly, I don't know if it's small or not. Uh, they say 1,400 people generally come, which sounds large to me. But um, in my limited experience with cons, it is uh, smaller than Balticon, which I have no idea. It seems like thousands and thousands of people go there. I think that I've been spoiled by the few that I have done, which have been literary focused. Um, ReaderCon was amazing, and I loved it so much. And this year at Capclave, I actually had a good time too. And those are both much more diverse conferences. Uh, MarsCon is the least diverse conference I've ever been to. 
in my small repertoire. Um, the staff has been lovely. They've been very kind and solicitous, and I don't have anything negative to say about that. Uh, but yeah, it's definitely a different experience. And it, it's also like not a literary focused con. So there's a lot of costumes and there's a lot of like a whole big part of it is gaming. And um, it just is much more broad than other things I've done. So um, the other, the author guest of honor is Scott Lynch, who wrote The Lies of Lacklemora, which I've heard recommended several times. And so the first day there was a, a signing and I sat next to him and he was, he was really nice. He was very friendly and chatty. And during the lulls, um, we were, ch- we were chatting. The other guest of honor is David Weber. And he sat next to me too. They're both, I guess, pretty well known, possibly extremely well known. I am very ignorant in these matters. <laughs> um, but it occurred to me as I was sitting at that signing that maybe I should have checked. Is there like a list of sad puppies somewhere that I should be consulting before I go places just to educate myself? Uh, it occurred to me that maybe I should have thought about that before. And I don't know why I didn't. I just didn't. I didn't think about it. And if you're confused and don't know about sad puppies, very briefly, several years ago, uh, I don't know if it's the Hugos, the Nebulas, or both, the, the big awards in science fiction and fantasy, the nominations were dominated. I don't even know if dominated is the right word, but there was a lot of people of color and women who were nominated for the big awards. And a group called the Sad Puppies was upset about that. And at some point tried to put in a slate of their own candidates. And then there was a year when nobody won anything and it sounded terrible. So, yeah. So the conference did invite me, and I guess that's kind of why I was like, oh, they must have thought that I would be a good person to be here. Um, so anyway, back to the ups and downs of being a writer. Uh, I'm definitely the least well-known person, which is fine. Like, I knew that going in. Um, the first event I had was an interview, and then the same day I had my reading and signing. And... Um, for the interview, I believe there were four people in the audience, and three of those same people came to the reading and signing. And so I'm super grateful for the people that came, um, but it was disappointing. Now, I was at um, Baltimore Book Festival one year, and there was an author who I know personally who had come down. He lived in New York at the time, and I went to his, his reading, uh, and there was like three people in the audience. And I actually had to leave early because I had a panel that I was on that started in the middle of his reading. And you could tell that he was very frustrated and upset by the lack of attendance. And like he would make little comments. And being one of the only people in the audience, I felt, you know, some type of way about that. I was like, I understand. I have also done things when no one showed up before. And yeah, and especially when you travel, like that sucks. But there's no reason to make the people who are there feel bad or like feel your frustration. So I really focused on the people who would come and, you know, the interview turned into just like a small kind of just like group discussion. We just pulled the chairs together and I got to talk to them and it was really cool. And they all bought the books and they all, you know, three of those people came to the signing and we talked some more and it was lovely. And I'm so grateful for the people who showed up. And I, I really hope that I don't ever like give off the impression that, you know, the people who are there are not valuable because they are. 
you know, those people could turn into lifelong readers. And I, and I recognize that. But, you know, when you do travel, it is, it is disappointing to not have anybody there. But I keep it real here. So I don't even know what happened. I have two more events today. I have another panel and another signing, which are, I, I don't expect to go any differently. I feel like I've maxed out the potential of the audience here at this con. But we'll see. They might surprise me. And we'll see if uh, the other guest of honor deigns to speak to me at this next signing. Other cool things. Um, Alyssa Cole, friend of the podcast. <laughs> I don't know if she's a friend of the podcast, but um, Alyssa Cole is awesome. And she started a new newsletter called Girls with Classes. And if you haven't heard about it, I think it's worth checking out and signing up for. She'll be doing interviews and re- recommendations. And the first one came out and it was really fun. So I will link to that and uh, recommend that also. This week, last week, recently on the Creative Pen podcast, she, um, oh no, I don't know his name. Hold on. Ah, okay. So she interviewed um, a guy named Nir Ayal, who has a book on the podcast is called How to Focus and Be Indistractable with Nir Ayal. And he just had some great quotes in that podcast that I thought were cool. Um, what I wrote down was, time management is pain management. And it's the idea that you focus on the thing that causes you the most pain. And that's how you organize your day. And I'm probably just saying that all wrong, but that's what I got from it. And the other quote was, the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought. And I got a new planner. Shout out to Library Addict for recommending Agendio.com, which I used and I created like a, a pre-printed planner that uh, I did it very late. So that's why it just came this week. But, um, you know, I talked about, I, I, a planner person, I love planning. I like uh, time boxing, which is the beginning of every day, like schedule my day in blocks. So write from 6.30 to 9, eat from 9 to 9.30, um, you know, 9.30 to 10, check email, 10 to 1, work on work project 1, um, 1 to 2, eat. Like, that's you know, that's how I block out my day. And so I used a bullet journal, and then I'd start designing. I moved into designing my own and using a um, disc-bound planner and, you know, just printing my own inserts, and that worked for a while. I mean, it still works. It works pretty well. But... Uh, and it allows me not to waste paper on the weeks that I don't plan, but I was interested in something that was pre-done, that I don't have to print things off, cut them, punch them, put them in, write in the dates, just save myself a little bit of time. So I'm trying out Agendio. Uh, I just got it right before I left, so I haven't really, like, this coming week will be the week that I really try it out. And uh, I'm excited about that. And so the antidote to impulsiveness is forethought means like plan your day and impulsiveness is not always a bad thing but it can take you off track when you are on a deadline and you've got a lot of things to do and you're feeling overwhelmed and stressed and so those are just like really concise ways to to put that and i might check out his book um the podcast interview is definitely worth a listen if you are interested in things like that being indistractable um i mean we're always going to be distractible but trying to to limit it so I think his book is called Indistractable, and he has another book called Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products. And lastly, 
this has been a, a, an action-packed week. I did a mini retreat with my friend Denny S. Bryce, author whose book will be out soon, and I'll be pumping it, not soon, but like in a year. But she's one of my critique partners, and so I had been saying I'm just going to check myself into a hotel this weekend because I'm behind on this book and I need to catch up. And so we were going to do a retreat, and we ended up doing it at her house, which she lives in this super modern apartment building, like no buttons in the elevator type of situation. Freaks me out, but she loves it there. <laughs> it's nice to visit. And um, yeah, I just, I hold up in her place and wrote and just had like basically a day and a half, essentially, of focus time. No dogs, no cats, no eating, no cooking. I mean, I did eat. No cooking, no washing dishes. Just like focus, which was great. I got a lot done. It was incredibly helpful. And I'm looking forward to my next mini retreat. I'm like, how often can I do this? The things that make a good retreat for me, all I need is a comfortable chair to sit and write in, um, good internet, and tea-making ability. If I can sit comfortably with some tea, I'm good for hours. And then, yes, yeah, someone would bring me food. <laughs> and maybe like an IV to, you know, like if I didn't have to stop and eat, I could just acquire, you know, I guess I could get a G-tube or something, but that's not practical. But yeah, um, and actually there are a couple of retreats happening this year. Zio Axelrod is planning one in July in Philly. And then Bran, um, the Black Romance Authors Network, is planning one. So I don't know how much an organized retreat, like if it's too many people and they start chatting and there's other things happening, you're not really writing. Oh, and of course I'm going to the KT Literary Retreat next month, which is my literary agency. They have a retreat about every year and a half. And the last one I went to was amazing. Um, and so I'm excited about doing that next month. So yeah, this is like the year of the retreats. I'm not going to travel as much for conferences, but I think it's worth... Um, so those are like forward-facing, like uh, reader, reader-based, like trying to either gain or retain readers. The ones I'm looking at doing are more craft, author-based, sit in your chair, write, network with other authors, and um, maybe that's this, you know, th this will be the year of that. <sighs> so anyway, I need to go, get ready, pack up, check out, get ready for the day. And I hope that everyone has a wonderful week and I will talk to you next week. For episode show notes and to sign up for the footnotes newsletter, go to myimaginaryfriendsshow.com. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and check out the video episodes on YouTube. I would love a rating and review to help support the show. And My Imaginary Friends is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. For more fantastic podcasts, check out frolic.media slash podcasts.